I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. about practice man i'm talking about practice and welcome you are locked on to the dallas mavericks my name is nick angstead and joining me as always my co-host contributor at mavs.com the monday maniac the one more thing king the we back boys what you got for me isaac harris and we back um mike tyson jones jr Watched the fight over the weekend, and I was trying to did think. You pay of the for NBA. it, like, the, like dude, all these people that watched it. Did everybody pay for it? Because I didn't. I didn't watch it at all. I didn't watch one minute of this. Oh, I watched. I watched that and the Nate Robinson, Jake Paul. Can I say how I watched it? Or is that I saw the highlight illegal? of that? That wasn't even a fight. Oh man, that was rough. <laughs> that was a YouTuber punching a former NBA player in the face. That was it. I did not pay for it. Um I'm just going to say Periscope is book great. Book them, book them, boys. We got him. <laughs> Periscope is great. Uh, is a great app. Um, but anyway, so I was trying to think of the equivalent, for like the NBA equivalent to watching the Tyson Jones Jr. fight of like two old men past their primes that we would all sit there and watch and it'd be like, man, that's really good. And I think... I feel like it's if Jordan like, and Magic played one-on-one, right? Like right now. Yeah, like, right that's now. I'm like, yeah. And I, <laughs> what I landed on was... Dirk and Duncan one-on-one no. that we like if we all sat back and just watch Dirk <laughs> and Tim Duncan play one-on-one right now for like two hours because it would be that the, boring or well just like actually I, I might enjoy that very much no no that, that's the thing it's like I enjoyed the Tyson Jones Jr. fight but I didn't enjoy it because of the talent I just enjoyed it for the nostalgia and it's yeah. like oh cool he like you know they had some of their form and throwing some of their jabs and punches and I'm like oh, I, I kind of feel this I'm watching it I'm into it but you also realize they're really old too and they're really like <laughs> like winded and so anyway Dirk and Duncan that's what I landed on but. who you got Dirk or Duncan oh Dirk all day let's go Dirk all day let's go Dirk would just shoot the lights out over him he'd played most recently and played more effectively most recently so that's very true. He has also but, probably know, eaten more ice cream per per pound than Duncan has over the past <laughs> year or so. So I don't know. That I, I'd, be going I'd be against down him. with giving giving Dirk a roster spot, but some of y'all don't want to give uh, <laughs> give uh, some people in their thirties. Uh, well, I guess he's not even thirty. Yeah, Dirk's he's not even in his thirties anymore. I guess some of y'all wouldn't even give him a roster spot since y'all wouldn't give it to JJ. So. There we go. On today's show, Isaac and I are going to be talking about all kinds of news that happened over the weekend for the Mavericks. Uh, Training camp is like tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> if you're listening to this on week. Monday, training camp starts tomorrow. So media week will start tomorrow. There are all kinds of dates and stuff we're going to talk about. We know the Mavs preseason schedule, all kinds of news. So we'll talk about that. James Johnson trade was finalized. There's stuff going back to these teams we're going to talk about that the Mavs gave up. Porzingis update. Dwight Powell update. All kinds of stuff. We're going to talk about J.J. Barea today, too. And then we're going to dip our toe into the starting lineup conversation because I think we have a couple of ideas of what it might be. And so we want to get in front of that and talk about what we predict maybe the starting lineup might be for the Mavericks. So all kinds of stuff on today's show. Um, All right. News. I think the preseason schedule is the most important thing because that's like a real, real thing. (laughs) Mavericks will play Saturday, December 12th against the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm. Ooh, 7 p.m. Central Time. 
They will also play December 14th. That's a Monday against the Milwaukee Bucks. These are both at Milwaukee at 7 p.m. Central Time. So the first two preseason games of the NBA season for the Mavericks will be against Milwaukee. Then the last one is Thursday, December 17th against the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's going to be home for Dallas. That's at 7.30 Central Time. So, boom, we got those right off the bat. It's tampering time, boys. (laughs) I just want to I just want to say this. The deadline for Giannis to sign the extension mm-hmm. is the 21st. If he doesn't sign it, then he Only can't he can't sign it the whole year. He has to wait till the offseason. Yeah, so I'm just going to say there's only a, a handful of NBA players that are going to be able to see him in person and like talk to him uh in person before that deadline and I mean two of those games <laughs> is Dallas. So now, if Giannis signs, I'm just going to say, if Giannis signs the extension before those games, then this is all off. But if Giannis plays Dallas in both of those preseason games and he still hasn't signed the extension, oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. <laughs> it's all on. You're, you're going to get all the conspiracy theories, the good ones, um, the NBA ones. Uh, out, on, Milwaukee's uh, other game is against the Pelicans, by the way. So no threat. No there. danger. See ya. <laughs> so here we go. Just, just Giannis, just, just give us the chance. Just give it the chance. And just let it get past these two games. <laughs> Enjoy a few games. You know, talk to Luca a little bit. Just give us Ask a chance. Porzingis, how his knee is. And y- y'all, y'all don't even know if if Giannis plays those two games against Dallas and then doesn't sign the extension. <laughs> oh man, I'm just ready for all that. But anyway, what if Dallas makes like another to- move to clear up more cap space or something? <laughs> After that, and then yeah. he doesn't sign. Uh, he's gonna sign it tomorrow, and then everybody's just we keep saying that, but he hasn't yet. What's the November thirtieth? He, he just got back to Milwaukee, so uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. How long it so that's the preseason schedule. We know the dates now for these are some key dates coming up. I know you guys can see this on Twitter, but we like to talk about them. Uh, individual player workouts start December first, so it's starting like it's starting real soon. All of a sudden, training camp is like upon us. That's tomorrow if you're listening to this on Monday. They're also calling December 1st to the 5th media week. So we will do podcasts, whatever players are available. We understand that two players a day will be available for us to talk to. We'll get audio from those. So you won't miss anything if you subscribe to this podcast and listen to us every day. We will have all the audio and all the notable stuff that you know they say. And we'll listen through all the stuff that doesn't matter. And we won't, we won't tell you that part, right? Usually you get like one good thing and then a couple of random things. So yeah, we'll like, listen to that for like you. Like Rick calling Tim McMahon ugly. Yeah, that's notable. I'll put that at the beginning and the end of the podcast. So that's media week. We don't know which players are going to be available when. We don't know which players are going to be there for individual workouts. So, But then December 6th, the group player workouts begin. That's Sunday. So uh, we might do podcasts all through the weekend. I think we'll probably do podcasts for Saturday because we'll have players available. But Sunday, we'll see what happens with the group workouts. If anything really happens, we'll, we'll do that. Uh, then preseason games start December December 11th. So we got basically December 1 to 10 is like a training camp where you have individual workouts, group workouts, all that kind of stuff. So that's the beginning and then preseason games. And then December 22nd, man, season starts. I mean, we are, man, like, tw- what, 23 games, 22 days away from, yeah. from the season starting? Wild, wild. We want to we kind of talk about this, too. You might see a bunch of positive COVID tests like we saw bef- right before the bubble, right? It's it, there, you know. We understand that players are quarantining right now. They're, you know, they have taken tests and they're going to take them. They're going to have to take them before they can enter these, you know, workout facilities officially and things like that. So 
don't be alarmed if you see some of these. I think that that might be a, a thing that happens. Yeah, so players, I guess timeline of things, um, you know, most players, if they want to partake or be there at the beginning of training camp uh, or these individual workouts starting on the first, because, yeah, like Nick said, it's not like full on training camp starting on the first. This whole first week is going to be individual workouts and slowly getting some more people back in there, getting more group workouts uh, that next week starting on, that, I think, the sixth or something or seventh. Um, but, you know, players, for them to take part in this first part of training camp, they had to. Uh, get into their markets uh, on Friday, with, roughly Saturday. Which we've seen videos of Luca and Boban flying together. Yeah, uh, we've seen that that awesome video of James Johnson and Josh Richardson flying together, saying you know the oh, dogs are on their video. way. Put it at the beginning. Ooh, I put it at the beginning me. of the podcast a couple days ago. Uh, yeah, that'll be a whole conversation during during training camp. I guarantee it. We'll talk about that. But uh, we've seen Mavericks. We've seen Porzingis. We he, we've already seen a video of him in the facility. You know, doing some shooting and stuff like that, working around. So uh, I think that you know we've seen we've seen a bunch of Mavs already make their move. Yeah, and we could have seen. You know, I, I think uh, I think some players uh, getting into the market. Then you have to you have a certain quarantine uh, time. Uh, maybe some players like KP who might have been in Dallas uh, before this weekend. Um, you know, can be in the facility and stuff like that. So uh, I think you're just getting everybody back into your market this weekend, all the boys back in town and then, uh, we'll get everybody going on Tuesday. Ho- hopefully. I mean, we don't, we don't know. We don't know if there are some players that will take a little bit more time or whatever it is. There's still some, um, <laughs> uh, there's still some, you know, there's still some official stuff that hasn't been announced for Dallas yet. And some, some signings like the JJ Barea signing still hasn't been made like official. Uh, we haven't got an official press release from that yet. Uh, there's still a couple more, you know, like the James Johnson, who we'll talk about that more in a little bit, but mm-hmm. that actually, that press release actually went out. So that became final. So now he is a Maverick. So there's still some reported stuff that is happening, but just hasn't 100% happened yet. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that those things won't happen or that they're waiting for something yeah. else to happen. It just doesn't mean it hasn't happened yet. So it, it's, it still leaves open the possibility. All right, coming up, we need to get through a lot more stuff. The James Johnson trade, we'll talk about that, talk about why it matters for Dallas and why you know it could matter for Dallas in the future. We'll talk about the starting lineup and J.J. Barea. We'll talk about all of that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, oh, baby, Built Bar. Cyber Monday, by the way, if you're listening to this on November 30th, you still have time. Go to BuiltBar.com. I think they're doing 25% off everything on the site. You get some free stuff, like all kinds of free stuff with your order. So some white chocolate, too. White chocolate. They actually ran out of a couple of white chocolate bars. So go go check out now and get them before they're all before they're all out. But Cyber Monday, they have crazy deals. Go ahead, go to their website. Just do it right now. BuiltBar.com. Go check out the good stuff they have. These bars are awesome. Everyone on the network loves them. I have not met a person that doesn't love these on our network. Uh, they're soft and easy to chew. They're protein bar that tastes like a candy bar covered in 100% chocolate. They are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, all the great stuff that you love. And right now, go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. And you'll save 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Go put, go put that promo code in whatever other deal you get and see if you can still get that. I'm pretty sure you can get extra percentage off. I'm going to go actually buy some because it's these deals are way too good for me to give up on Cyber Monday. So BuiltBar.com, use the promo code locked on. All right, Isaac, some more newsy things that I wanted to get to. The James Johnson trade has been finalized, so we know all the moving parts. They're not moving anymore. They're, they're stationary set parts. Dallas is getting James Johnson. Oklahoma City is getting Justin Jackson, our boy. 
Trevor Ariza, who is, uh, you know, formerly going to be a Maverick. He was a Maverick for a, a reported mm. five seconds, according to Shams. <laughs> yeah. uh, they're getting Dallas's 2023 second rounder, which is either Dallas or Miami. That trade came via the A.J. Hammonds, Josh McRoberts trade. So shout out to Doyle. Josh say- McRoberts makes another <laughs> addition to the Mavericks. Yeah, that whole deal that like that, even that like made even more circles around. But basically, if you want to get like just the basic thing of it, it was Hammonds, McRoberts, that whole deal for them, Miami to kind of, you know, clear up some all that stuff. And so it, basically, if you want to view it as like a pick swap, that Dallas kind of owned a pick swap yeah. with Miami because of that trade. And now whatever that, you know, trade lands or not even trade, wherever that swap lands, now it just goes to yeah so yeah uh yeah oklahoma city gets the better of those two picks basically dallas from miami yeah um and then uh dallas 2026 second rounder that's just straight up so dallas's 2026 second rounder goes in this deal detroit gets delon right in this deal so the mavericks got off still we still think it's a solid deal i mean it, it wasn't as much of a home run because they gave up those draft assets but they get off delon right Get off Justin Jackson for this year. Add James Johnson, who you believe can be a solid contributor and hopefully can revitalize part of his career. I mean, a lot of people think that he's done or cooked or washed or whatever. We're going to find out pretty soon, probably, if he's going to have to play a lot of minutes with Porzingis out. But uh, I think he can be solid and he's going to be great for the Mavericks. You know, probably their like edge, their mentality. You know, he had that video with Josh Richardson about, you know, your dogs are on their on the way. Uh, I think him and Josh Richardson are going to bring that for this team. They're guys that, you know, don't take any crap. And they're guys that, you know, have that kind of intensity that the Mavericks need. So I think he's going to be a definitely a, you know, beneficiary for this team. Uh, but what do you think about yeah. the deal now that all things are considered? Well, yeah. I mean, we knew Dallas was going to have to send something because I don't know if y'all knew this or not, but the DeLon contract wasn't a negative asset. And so it was Dallas a negative. Needed- it was a negative asset. <laughs> Yes, it was. Well, I was like sarcasm, but you said it wasn't uh, a negative they, asset. Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. Um, so they needed to attach something to it. And so that's, you know, I've got some tweets whenever that, you know, deal went official and some different people tweeting. I'm like, all right. So we basically played four seconds for this failed Delon experience. Like you can't, they, yeah, you right. can't view, <laughs> but you can't be like view it in this, like in that vacuum of, okay, well, they paid two seconds to sign and trade for him last year. And now they're paying two seconds to get off of him. Also like you, you have to almost split that and it's one year at a time type of thing um, to get off Delon's deal. And even if like, here's the thing, even if James Johnson is cooked, even if James Johnson never plays a game in Dallas and he just sets on the end of the bench, it's still like, it's still an expiring contract worth $16 million that you can package in a trade. If you need to match salaries for something you're and. Like you're not having to, like Delon's contract was multiple years that you had to attack stuff, attach stuff to get off the contract. So that that's my whole thing. Obviously, if James Johnson plays and is like a key part of the rotation, then it's even more of a win of a trade. But even if he doesn't, it's still a win of a trade because Delon and Justin weren't playing for this team and they were not going to play for this team moving forward either. So that's 100% a, a win. And if, yeah, if, People are going to be upset because we traded two seconds. Then I don't know. <laughs> You're either going to have to trade him now or later when you try to get, you know, Giannis or anybody or one of these max guys next summer, you know? Uh, yeah. Uh, and that 2026 second rounder, I mean, hopefully it's going to be in like the fifties, right? Because we hope. Yeah. Which really you can team. just buy those anyway, or just, you know, yes. Trade back or whatever. Yes. 
So, Christoph Porzingis update. Dallas Morning News posted an article about Porzingis. He's back in market now. And um, Donnie Nelson told the Dallas Morning News, quote, he's going to be into the season talking about his start date. We're very, very particular about bringing him back at the right time. It's not going to be a rush. We've got long-term vision when it comes to his rehab. I wanted to talk about this quote because I think that it shows something about the Mavericks that fans don't like. And this is one of the big sticking points for a lot of the offseason you know, turmoil I guess that fans are put through. The Mavericks have a much longer-term view of this team than fans do. I know fans think that if the Mavericks don't bring in a third star this year, that Luka's going to leave, right? I feel like that. I see that all the time with people like, oh, Luka's gone anyway. You know, he's going to leave, and he's not even going to re-sign. The Mavericks have a lot longer-term view of this. I mean, Luka is going to be 22, right? He's 21 years old, and guys don't win titles until – you know, they get into their career a little bit. I mean, like a, we've talked about this before, but a 21-year-old best player on a team winning a title like hasn't really happened since Magic Johnson in 1980, right? Where, where he was, you know, he still had Kareem, who was like MVP level Kareem at that point still. Uh, it just doesn't really happen. And so I think they have a much longer term view of this. And part of this is Porzingis' rehab. They're going to take a long-term vision on it when it comes to his rehab. That's what Donnie Nelson said. They're not going to rush him back. They're going to take the time that it needs to get him back. Yeah, and I mean, what's the if everything is viewed by the lens of Luca and Luca's future, the biggest thing that's going to matter the most to Luca that we assume is winning titles. And the best way for you to win a title right now in Dallas is to have a healthy Kristaps Porzingis. So that's the number one thing. And if you're Dallas, you're looking at what we've t- said a million times before. If look at the Clippers series, you were the seventh seed in the playoffs. And everything that transpired with the Clippers series that we're like, oh, man, if they were healthy, if KP didn't miss games and, 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 you know, they fought in that series. A lot of people like want to believe that if they were healthy, they would have won that series. They were the seventh seed of that. So, you know, if Dallas is setting back saying, all right, if we can weather the storm, there's no reason for us to rush back KP. Let's ease it in, get him back healthy, because the best version of this team is is Porzingis being fully healthy and 100%. And if you can just get into the playoffs, you know that they believe that they're they can they'll match up with anybody as long as they're fully healthy. And so, yeah, 100% take the long term approach to this. And don't forget how good Porzingis was even before oh, yeah. before the bubble, going into the bubble, and then like you know his play there. Porzingis is. You know, he could be, if he hits everything, like he could be an MVP type player. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I mean, the way that he can, you know, he, the way that he can score, the way that he can defend the rim. I mean, the way that he could, you know, if he starts getting those mid range shots to go down like they were before, you know, the season stopped. I mean, he is one of these kind of unstoppable type unique players that, you know, we haven't really seen before. And so that's why they call him the unicorn, right? Like <laughs> that's his whole thing. Yeah. So don't forget about him. MVP level may be a little bit of hyperbole on my part, but I I believe in him and that and to be that kind of a player and that level of player. He's that he's that talented of a player. We've seen it before. We've seen him put it together. We've seen months where he's like thirty and twelve with like a couple of blocks and some you know assists and stuff. Right? We've seen him really put it together and put this team on his back a couple of times when Luca was out. So anyway, I wanted to bring that up. Talk about that. Dwight Powell. Uh, we're also we also were given an update about Dwight Powell from Donnie Nelson. This one is from 1053 the fan. Uh Dwight Powell should be ready to return from you know his Achilles tendon surgery that he had in January, by the way. That happened in 2020. <laughs> Dwight Powell's injury. We're now almost a year removed from that. 
He should be ready out of the gates. So Donnie Nelson said, quote, we're optimistic that Dwight is going to be able to go kind of out of the gates, be able to slowly, gradually integrate back in. As you know, our medical staff, they treat players like our own kids here. So they're not going to rush. We're going to do it the right way, but we're pretty optimistic he'll be able to join us out of the gates. I think that means that Dwight will be ready. I don't know if he'll be a starter. It just depends on what how Rick sees this team. But I think that he'll be ready to start, and I, don't, I think he'll be limited a little bit, but we're not – you know he'll he'll start like day one or he'll play game one. Yeah, I don't I don't know too much about where he's at uh, rehab wise. Everything I've heard is then yeah he's should be good to go for the beginning of the camp. But like we've all heard before, the Achilles injury is one of the worst, if not the worst, injuries you can have, and especially for a guy like Dwight, that his role on this team is this rim running, you know, <laughs> play you know dunk the basketball hustle. Would you say his rebound. role is to roll? His role is to roll. Yes. Um, I just wonder what, you know, you have to, I think it's hard to project anything with Dwight going forward. Of like yeah. how much does he look like himself? Does he still have the same athleticism and all that stuff? So yeah, I reserve to hold any judgment about Dwight and like his role until camp starts and we hear stuff. Yeah. I'm kind of holding my breath on that one to see what exactly he looks like and all that. So, uh, all right. Cause if he don't, that's a big role for Willie Cauley Stein. For sure. For sure. He's got he has an opportunity Stretch then if, if Dwight is not the same. <laughs> Dwight's not the same. <laughs> All right, coming up, we want to talk about JJ Barea briefly, and then we want to get into the starting lineup for this Mavericks team. Talk about and speculate who we think is going to start for the Mavericks. We'll talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac, let's talk about JJ Barea for a minute because this has been mm. a topic on Mavs Twitter. And I feel like recently we've talked too much to Mavs Twitter, and it's a very small percentage of Mavs Twitter, but I feel like we've been talking to them a lot. Uh, but before we do that, listen to today's Lockdown NBA on Mondays. Our guy Josh Lloyd, host of the wildly popular Lockdown Fantasy Basketball Podcast, takes you around the NBA's major headlines with the help of our local experts. Sometimes I or Isaac or somebody will jump on there talking about the Mavericks. Subscribe to Lockdown NBA Podcast wherever you get your pods. Isaac, J.J. Barea has been, or he's going to be, is reportedly going to re-sign at the Mavericks. Veteran minimum deal, so they don't have to sign it till the very end after all they do all the other kind of stuff. It's veteran minimum. He's coming back. J.J. Barea. Some people are upset. 637. That's how many career games J.J. Barea has in Dallas. He's fifth all time in career games played in franchise history. It's just Dirk, Brad Davis, Derek Harper, and Rolando Blackman. Rob Blackman. At, and then J.J. Barea at five. He's played more career games in Dallas than Michael Finley, Jason Terry, Mark Aguirre. Like, he is a legend for the Dallas Mavericks. And I get, yes, his his numbers have went down and everything about, I, I get all of it. He that. had the injury. He's older now. He, yes. We get he's small. He may not be, as, he's not as effective as he was a couple years ago. Get it. But what he brings to this team, you can't put on a box score. You can't put, like, he is, like, all these things that you check off about J.J. Barea that, on like not just that hey a veteran locker room presence all the stuff you want cliche stuff you want to hear not just that he is good friends with Luca and like all of them have a close relationship but he won an NBA title like how many times do some of these teams bring in some older guys on the rosters that they've actually won a title he knows what like needs to happen for a, a championship to happen and I just think that sometimes we we get overblown with this fact of like, oh, there's like he's going to be the 15th man. What if we need him? Just look back at some of these teams. I mean, Vince Carter's career lasts as long as it did, because look at all these teams that brought him on on the, the impact. 
I know we had Melvin Hunt on this podcast, who uh, an ex-assistant coach for the Dallas Mavericks, who's now an assistant for the Hawks. And we did a Vince Carter podcast, me and him. And he <laughs> talked about the impact that Vince Carter had on that young team. And guys, the Mavericks are a young team. We only have three players over the age of 30, counting JJ, JJ, James Johnson, and Boban. Okay. So like we are a young team. So take away even the like the contention team, just the fact that we're a young team with, with some young stars on there, like Luca and KP and these guys, we need a guy like JJ on this team. And when you start going back, I actually started looking back at some of the different guys in throughout history. And you look at a guy like Andre Miller who played like 19 seasons in the league. You think Andre Miller was really good his last, you know, few seasons in the league? Heck no. But you, when you look back and actually looked at some of these, you look back at some of John Wall's comments about Andre Miller when he first came into the league and him being on that Washington team, how much it meant to him. He was on uh, Minnesota for Carl Anthony Towns this rookie year. You look at a guy like Eric Snow, who is 33 in, in Cleveland when LeBron went to the time, went, went to a championship at such a young age. Like these guys, like you have to have veteran guys. And you, I mean, we talk about Haslam. You look at the teams that were in the finals this past year. You had Haslam and your boy, Jared Dudley. Jared Dudley's 34. <laughs> my I mean, my it's like, boy. <laughs> your boy. And it's like he didn't play very much either. So I just, I think if anybody's out there, it's like overblowing this of saying, guys, Wes Awandu is a great, a great flyer. Okay. Cool flyer. But if we're going to get up in arms, the fact that we might choose JJ Barea over Wes Iwandu, like, come on guys, like <laughs> JJ, Barea, like it's the 15th guy on the roster. Here's the pushback. He's please tell me he's not good anymore. And the Mavericks are going to need players because they might miss some players due to COVID, and these games might matter because what if Luka or somebody misses a bunch of games and they actually need their 15th, 16th man on the roster to step up? Okay, guys, if <laughs> if we're at a point to where J.J. Barea is playing 30 minutes a night, whoever you're going to have at that 15th spot, you is Wes Uwandu winning you, winning you 30 games? Like, that, like, whatever. If you reach a point to where J.J. Barea has to play, and I mean, he's still not going to play 40 minutes in a night. He's going to give you what, 15 minutes, something like that. Like that, that's yeah, my, every once in I, a while. Yeah. And it's like, there's, there's other players out here. Tyson Chandler was on a team last year. Is Tyson Chandler very good right now? Tyson Chandler no. was on a roster where they didn't have centers and they didn't play any centers, but like, these, but he still went to the guys, bubble. There's a reason why like Jared Dudley goes on these Twitter rants sometimes about why these guys are so important on these rosters for young teams hearing a guy like Melvin Hunt talk about Vince Carter's impact on these young teams and the different teams that Vince went to later on in his career, seeing a guy like, like Tolliver, like Anthony Tolliver, man, like he continued, which I get Tolliver is better than JJ Barea, but like he is a huge locker room guy that to NBA teams love having in the locker room. When you have a young team, you have to have guys like this. And JJ Barea is a legend in Dallas and he has a relationship with Luke. He won a title and everything. Heck yeah, bring him back on your 15th. So I, I think this is way overblown if you don't want JJ. Yep, I think that a lot of this is new fans that are uh, <laughs> that are, have not been with the Mavericks since, you know, even 2011. So that's that's my gauge on it from people I've seen. All right, let's talk about the starting lineup because I have I have some thoughts on this. Maybe just briefly we'll talk about uh, I think some if if everybody's healthy, right? I think that, you know, Porzingis and Powell are still the starting, you know, front court. Luca's obviously going to start. I think Josh Richardson is obviously going to start. And then you have a question about who's the fifth starter again. 
We did the, remember we oh, did no. this last year <laughs> for like two weeks. We tried to figure out who the fifth starter is going to be. Um, who do we think it's going to be if everybody's healthy? Or do you not agree that that Porzingis and and Powell will start if they're healthy at the, to start? I just think that I think there's three. I think Josh Richardson's definitely a lock to start, and I would go as far as saying Tim Hardaway is a lock to start. But I want to, yeah. For me, I think if we're saying everybody's healthy, I think there's for me there's a there's four locks. And it's Luca, KP, Richardson, and Hardaway. I think the fifth spot is then up for guys based off the matchup. I think if you're playing somebody that's more, better suited for Dwight, I think you can see Dwight start. I think if it's something to where you know it's more smaller, I think we can see Dorian Finney Smith start. We don't know what James Johnson looks like, so I don't even want to like pencil it. Like yeah. if he comes in and has a good camp, we're three days into camp. It's Thursday. You're listening to this on a Monday. It's Thursday. We've heard, you know, a couple after a well, couple I days. I would say Rick, wait till the group stage. <laughs> see if he looks good yeah, in individual yeah. workouts. We're like, okay. <laughs> That's true. Okay. If it's sometime next week and, you know, Rick's just raving about how good James Johnson looks, yeah. stuff like that, then it's like, all right, we, we, I could see him getting some spot starts with there. So I think it's those four that's locked in. I would lean towards, you know, Dwight, but. Once again, we don't know what his athleticism looks like and stuff right now. So um, we still think a yeah. center is going to start next to KB because I've seen some people say, well, KP has made the transition to, to center full time now, because remember what happened in the playoffs. And after Dwight Powell got hurt, he, he transitioned to be to be a full time five. I still think the Mavericks want to start a five. Next, I think it's next situational. Yeah, I think it's situational. I think you start. Let's just say let's say this. You go against a team like the Lakers. And they're yeah. starting Mark Gasol and Anthony or Davis. Pelicans. I think Dwight Powell's starting. But if you go against somebody, um, let's say you go against somebody like Denver, and it's Jokic and Michael Porter Jr. starting, I could see him going smaller and putting like Dorian in to guard Michael Porter Jr. at the four instead of Dwight Powell. You see what I'm saying? And they leave Porzingis on Jokic, or like vice, like they might have somebody else in there for Jokic or something like that. I mean, even but, like the Rockets, you play the Rockets and it's just Christian Wood and like Tucker, you know? Yeah. yeah. You start, exactly. start KP and Dorian, right? Great, great example. So I just, I don't think it's, I don't think it's locked in. And I think that's what we're going to hear from Rick sometimes, you know, sometime this week when he's asked about, he's like, I think it's going to be up in the air. There's going to be competition and we don't know what's going to look like. There's definitely competition for that roster spot because there's 16 players and 15 spots. So we at least have that for sure. There's competition for that. There's competition for a starting spot. Uh, You know, maybe, I mean, I don't know. Well, I guess this is a bigger conversation we don't have time for, but who could make a big you know, move in training camp to to grab that starting spot? Like James Johnson, could Dorian do anything in camp? I don't know if he can prove anything else that, you know, yeah. we know that he, at least his jumper was good last year. So, uh, yeah, I think I think it would be James Johnson and Willie. I think I think yeah. those two would be, be the ones. Is there a world in which Willie shows up to camp? And it's his first training camp in Dallas. It's his, you know, all of that. And he looks better than Dwight. Is there a world that, that you know, he's he's looking great on the floor? Maybe, maybe the shot is real. Um, uh, you we've know. heard from a certain owner that the three ball is wet. <laughs> Friend of the um, show, listener of the pod, Mark Cuban. <laughs> he said um, on Twitter. But I think I think those are two two guys that that I'm looking at and saying because like I, I, I'm anxious to see what Jalen Brunson looks like back in camp. But I don't think Jalen I don't think you're starting Brunson and Josh Richardson. I be, I could be wrong, but and I don't Tim think Tim Hardaway and Luca. 
Yeah, anything like that. So, but I'm look, I'm looking at James Johnson and Willie Cauley Stein, one or both of those guys that if they come in and have a monster camp, and it's like, man, they're looking good. I could see, yeah, them cracking the a good part of the rotation. So much stuff, so many things that we can you know talk about this week. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you know, Stitcher, Google Play, all that kind of stuff. We will be here five days a week covering the Dallas Mavericks from the local perspective. And we'll be getting audio from you from, for you for all these players that become available. And uh, we're here for you, even maybe during the weekend if the Mavericks continue to do stuff. So, guys, we'll be here. Subscribe to Lockdown Mavericks. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Boom. So, I spoke to the owner of the Sun. You spoke to God?